It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, work-life balance specialist, Deb Crow. Join Deb weekly where she interviews the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Welcome, everybody, and it's hump day. It's my favorite day of the week. It's Wednesday, and we're back again live on the Changebook Radio Show. And just another jam-packed hour I have prepared for you today. We've got two powerhouse women on the show today, and I'd like to start my first interview with a co-author who's from Book Nine. Her name is Patricia Runblade. She is a keynote speaker and a transformational relationship and life coach. Patricia is very passionate about helping men and women overcome their fear of love and reigniting their relationships. She's personally mentored hundreds of men and women to break through their inner blocks around love, owning their value, and being visible in all their relationships by having bold conversations and fully standing in their power of authenticity and self-love. A client client of Patricia's, Sarah Ross, quotes, I have grown so much by working with Patricia and have developed a deeper understanding, end quote. So, Patricia, welcome to the Change Book Radio Show. Well, thanks, Deb. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited to have have you here for many reasons. So let's just dive in and, and give the listeners... Uh, a little view and a little glimpse of what you're up to these days. So my first question to you is tell the listeners briefly, what is your area of passion and business in? All things relationships and conversation, because for me, I believe that every every relationship is based on the conversation that you have, whether it's the words out of your mouth, the body language that you use, the thoughts in your mind, Everything, every relationship is based on the conversation. Well, and I, I love the the chapter that you've written uh, in Book 9 of the Change Book series, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but I want you to give us some insight to what you mean about having bold conversation. And maybe because I'm a work-life balance specialist, I'm, I'm always about the yin and the yang, so let's frame it in such a way how would you give advice or coaching around having a bold conversation in your personal life, whether it's a marriage or a relationship, and then secondly, with a work situation? I would love to hear your insight on on those two examples about bold conversation. Well, a bold conversation is any conversation that you're willing to have where you are standing in your power and standing in your true authenticity. 
and being really fully in alignment with your values and what you believe. Um, a lot of times, many of us feel like we have to have different conversations for different types of situations. Like we believe we have to have one kind of conversation when we're at work and then we go home and we have a totally different type of conversation and sometimes just fall into a conversation coma and really not have a conversation meaningful. So what I mean about bold conversation is being able to have the ability to express what you're always, what you're feeling, what your thoughts are fully every time, every place, and in every situation, whether you're at work, whether you're with your spouse, your loved one, or with your children, but doing it authentic, authentically, coming from, coming from what you believe in in your soul in alignment with your values. So bold conversations can be had everywhere. They're not tempered for any one situation. As long as you understand what you're initiating, what you want to initiate, what understanding you want to create about it, what action you want to have as a result of it, then a bold conversation can happen all the time. I love a couple of the points that you made there. Um, not falling into a conversation coma. I think that's that's very powerful, and I almost think it's synonymous with how you frame it of a bold conversation and stepping mm-hmm. into your power and, and authenticity. I I love that. And I know that your chapter, uh, I, which I read and enjoyed, thank you very much for sending it to me. I love and I my interpretation as a reader of your chapter is I felt that I was joining you on what you call your amazing journey of discovery. And I also was intrigued to the fact that you you have a real dedication of lifelong learning and, and personal development. So I just wondered if you would share with the listeners your mindset uh, when you got the call from Jim and Jim to join us and, and what led you to decide on the writing of the chapter and, and coming up with the topic and just where did your mind go? And I just want to let the listeners know again that you're in book nine and the title of your chapter is Journey of a Hero, Revealing the Hero Within. So can you just share a little bit of your mindset and, and where you were with your heart and your mind at the time of, of writing and, and accepting to write and, and why you wanted to? Sure, sure. You know, the day that I received the call from uh, Jim and Jim was uh, a pretty empowering day for me. Um, I, uh, first of all, I was very flattered and honored by the fact that I received a call from them um, to be a part of this book series. Um, it, and it came at a time where I was approaching kind of the two-year mark on my whole journey of self-discovery. Uh, and the previous year, I had written a book. Uh, my other book, Oh Flux, How Did I Get Here, which also uh, goes more in-depth of my story on how I began the transformation um, into into who, who I truly and authentically am. So I felt really I, I felt really honored that I was asked to write this write this chapter. Um, it was a fairly easy decision for me to to be a part of this to be a part of this book because um, it. It's a wonderful way to get your message out. And I wanted to be a part of something that was going to change the world 
um, on so many levels. And, and I felt that my story could resonate with a lot of other people. And I just wanted to share with others that there is a way to heal, to, to become your own hero. So what was your other question? <laughs> what was your other question? When, when, so after you got the call and you decided, give us some insight to how you felt emotionally, not just in your, in your mind with your thoughts, but, but your heart emotion and, and what led you to create that chapter title and, and write your chapter as beautifully as you did. Did it come easy to you? Was it just where you were in your life? Just give us a little snapshot of where that came from. Well, in in writing the chapter for myself, um, it starts off on a very pivotal moment where I, you know, was really kind of feeling a little lost in my heart and in my life about, um, about where I was at. I was actually working with a coach at the time, and, and uh, we were – doing some inner child work and and I hadn't realized how closed off I had become emotionally to the world. I mean, I was really just kind of almost, I, I want to say I was kind of almost a little cold-hearted, but um, in a way. And the, the, the chapter starts off with that whole event, which really kind of opened up my heart, kind of like a flower blooming. And, and so I, I really wanted start the story with that when I started to write this chapter because I, I wanted to find a way to engage the audience on how how I truly felt. I felt lost and how many of us are walking around kind of really feeling lost but afraid to really say it. And so writing this chapter for me was was just sharing sharing a big part of my heart and soul about where I really was and, and being vulnerable and saying that it's okay be vulnerable and authentic. Well, and I I love interviewing all the different co-authors, and I think there's a couple points of what I like to call lineage that we share, and the first is that we are all like-minded, progressive entrepreneurs. It doesn't matter if we're a coach or a trainer mm-hmm. or a mentor or a speaker. We've all been drawn to this common energy that Jim and Jim has created. And mm-hmm. and the second point that I think is really interesting is we are all finding that our successes in life, whether it be in our personal life or in our business, are coming from some of our best failures. And I've just mm-hmm. really embraced that commonality of, of the sequence of events because you will not find a successful entrepreneur on the planet Earth who will not tell you joyfully of all of their failures. And and that's framed beautifully um, in your chapter. And, and there's one paragraph that I, I really liked in your chapter that resonated with me, and I, I'd like to, to read it to the listeners. It's actually two small paragraphs. So let me just take okay. a moment to do that. So this is what Patricia wrote uh, in part of her chapter for the Change Book, Volume 9, that I'd like to share with everyone. What defines a hero? When you look at Greek mythology, hero is identified as a warrior who, when in danger and adversity, demonstrated traits of courage, self-sacrifice, and bravery, and is boldly, there's that word again, admired for his qualities of nobility. The most notable Greek hero is Hector, 
and is most widely known for his peace-loving nature, for being bold but yet thoughtful and displaying courage and bravery when the developing world was in chaos and turmoil. What defines you as a hero? How do you define your inner hero? When your world is in turmoil and chaos, what are the traits you demonstrate to return your battlefield to inner peace and awareness? Now, part of the the beauty that I have of being the the host of this amazing show for this book series Mm -hmm. is when I read that first paragraph, I automatically thought of Jacqueline Hasley, who is a co-author that I really want to connect you with, and and I've made a note to do that after the show today. And Mm -hmm. she is just a phenomenal co-author. She has her PhD, and one day I know she's going to get nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, but... She is all about educating uh, peacemaking efforts around the world. And as I read every week different co-authors' chapters, it's making me think of the writings of another co-author. And then you went on to talk about inner peace and awareness, and that made me think of Sandy Mitchell, another phenomenal Mm co-author that we have, and she lives in Texas. So I'm going to introduce you to those two ladies because... That's the fun of my job. I'm like the concierge, right? Putting all of you amazing people together and all stemming from words in a chapter. And and that's what I want to talk to you about. What what excites you? Because you made a decision to become part of this powerful global community with Jim Britt and Jim Lutz. And, And I'd love to hear, and I ask this question every week, what excites you about that, Patricia? About being part of this community? Oh, yes. gosh. Just the the access that that we have as authors to these amazing to these amazing men who've created who've created businesses, who've created change on so many levels. Um, and I think I you we talked earlier about uh, I referenced the post where I had the opportunity to spend face to face two hours with Jim Lutz and had an absolutely fabulous time cracking jokes and everything, but learning so much about how to hone how to hone my craft as a speaker. I mean, he has so many insights and, and so much experience that I, I didn't take notes and I didn't record it. I was just, I wanted to be present and listen, and, and he was just freely giving this information to me because I was an author in, you know, with him in this community, and it was it was fabulous. I, I walked away with so many gold nuggets, and I love that. I love that some of the other authors that I've talked to and have met through this whole community that I've learned so much from, and, we, you know, there's ability to go out and co-create with other authors and just kind of sharing and, and learning from experiences and things like that and just the great conversations that happen. It's just really, it's been really powerful for me and, and really amazing to be a part of, and I really love it, and that really excites me about being into this, being in this community. Well, and you're one of you're one of the few people. I mean, we are now on volume eleven. Uh, we have over two hundred and forty authors. We're now in twenty five countries, and I'm always taken back that people have not reached out, whether it be a phone call or an email, or because you live. I'm thinking you're in San Diego, so you live fairly close to to where Jim is. And you uh-huh. just made a decision to spend that time with him, and he graciously gave it to you. And 
it's very infectious to be around him and you don't have time to take notes because I, I get what you mean when you're in his presence. It's like we turn the switch on his back and he just goes and and you just, yeah. you're succumbed by the moment. So I, I totally get what you mean by that. Cause I've, I've spent a weekend with him and many co-authors last spring in California and it's, it's hard to put it in words, let alone make some notes because you're just, you're basking in so much information and, and how to apply it. So, so kudos to you for doing right. that, and I'm hoping mo- more co-authors will do that. So we yeah, have can I just add one more thing? One more thing Absolutely. on that. I just, I really want to I really want to encourage all the other other co-authors to do that because not only I mean that wasn't the first time I've had an amazing conversation with Jim. That one happened to be in person, but I've had several phone conversations with him on the you know and had the same thing. It was like an hour of his time and just getting valuable feedback and, and guidance. And so so they are truly accessible to anyone. So I really encourage all the co-authors to reach out to them and uh, really really take a trip down that learning, down that learning road with them because it will be amazing. I agree with you. So let's talk about uh, what you've got on your slate for 2016. I'd love to hear some of your goals and, and what you're doing. And also if you would share your website and social media platforms with our listeners as well. So what is, what's on the go for you this year? Oh, well, I am co-creating a, a few workshops with a friend of mine called Fearless Love. So where we go down the journey <clears throat> again down uh, the journey of love on how to heal how to heal and create a lot of that inner peace some of the very similar things that I talk about in my book chapter so I've got several of those workshops lined up this year as well as um, my own personal second book uh, is in process so I'm hoping to have that out by the end of the year as well as well as very speaking speaking events around San Diego and LA. And let's see what else. Just uh getting out there, being seen, creating visibility is one of my goals for this year. So and radiating as much love as I can to everyone I meet and talk to and and feeling good and yummy about it. Those are kind of my well, goals. It sounds like you've got it sounds <laughs> like you've got some some really, really uh clear goals. And where is your website and what is the best way for people to get a hold of you? My website is at www.thepersonaladvancementgroup, all one word, .com. And people can find me on Facebook at Patricia Runblade, on Twitter at One Coach Patsy. They can find me on YouTube at Patricia Runblade. I'm all over the place. <laughs> or they can email me at Patricia at PatriciaRunblade.com. Well, you've got a great social media presence, and I love the excitement that you've brought amongst the other co-authors in Book 9. And I'd love to, uh, if you're open to it, I would love for you to give us a little insight to the workshops that you're working on about fearless love. Can you give us kind of uh, a little snapshot of 
what your message is and, and, and who your target audience is and where you and your co your colleague you said would like to take that? Is it online or is it going to be live? Just give us a little bit of information. Oh, these are <clears throat> these are very um intimate workshops um for smaller groups. Um and they're full day retreat style workshops. <clears throat> where we are Oh, taking our wonderful participants on a journey of understanding the misunderstandings about relationships and really bringing in some some true ancient healing processes uh, to really open up the heart space and to heal a lot of the inner wounds that we carry along and that we carry to each of our relationships um, and and work on really kind of updating some of our outdated codes that we operate from. <clears throat> so these are done in North, uh, North San Diego County. And uh, eventually we would like to take this online. And uh, But for right now, we're just kind of like having our small groups. But they can find uh, more information on it on Facebook. If they just go to my, my Facebook page and they'll see more information about it. I also am... Uh, talk more about this in my membership community called Relationship Reignite, um, so where we have a lot of great conversations about how to heal and how to move towards love fearlessly and uh, and become your own, your own hero along the journey of life. Well, I'm sure you're going to help a lot of individuals just with the way you've kind of framed it and the off- offering that you're doing. I want to take you back for a minute and I want to further engage you in a conversation about boldness because I I just it's one of my my core beliefs and there's nothing and and tell me if you agree with me on this there's nothing more in my life that I enjoy than having an intellectually stimulating conversation with someone I I get on the phone or Skype or I, that face to face and an hour seems like five minutes when you're engaged in a in a beautifully bold conversation. And bold doesn't have to have a negative connotation. So my question to you is, when you're engaged in a bold conversation, where do you view and what is your opinion on people's listening skills that you're working with or even when you're out networking? What are you observing are people truly listening when you speak? And and I'd like to know it from both a coaching perspective, Patricia, and also just if you're out social. What are you seeing out there when you're in conversation, bold or not bold? And 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 how are you observing people's listening skills? Wow, well, great question. Um, when I am when I am in a conversation. And, you know, I truly feel my heart of hearts that all my conversations are bold. So I'm. it's always part of my intention to engage whomever I'm with um, by giving my full attention when I'm speaking. And so I, I, I want to draw them in with me into the conversation. And sometimes it's harder than others because we're so attached to all of our technology and all of our social media and everything. I, I purposely say when I'm getting ready to, you know, when I'm entering a conversation with somebody that I'm going to put my phone away so I can focus on you. I, I truly acknowledge them in my conversation. 
that I'm going to be fully present with them. And, and usually in return, I will get the same, the same feedback and I'll get their attention and they'll want to stay and engage with me. I'm, I'm bold enough to say that to them as a, as a way of honoring them. It ca- catches people off guard a lot of times um, because they're being asked to be present and no one really, no one really asks them to be present. Um, but I, I really feel that for all of us, no matter where we're having a conversation, whether that a you know it's with a client or at a networking event or even in the grocery store, we should all be present to to the other person when someone is talking to us, making eye contact, having full open body language, being being receptive and receiving the words that are being said to us, so that we can gain a better understanding of how to to be in this world and how to be with this other person. So for me, it's always just a practice. Um, and I, I, I try to, as a, as a natural teacher, I try to teach others through modeling. So if I'm modeling all of the boldness that I need to have as far as an active listener, as far as a conversationalist, then I will always do those things. For others, so that they can reciprocate in the same way. But I, I really well, think that I, in the world, and I think we, those are great mm-hmm. strategies. And I think any type of leader or teacher, as you alluded to, we have to model the behavior. And you know, does that mean that boldness is really just proper social etiquette to be present and and to request? I do the same thing as you. I say, I'm going to put my phone on silent. I would really love it if you do the same because I want to be present for this conversation. I want to give you my undivided attention. I want to have your undivided attention. So I think it's all in people's different perceptions. And I know the word bold can can take people off guard. And it doesn't have to have a negative conversation. It's just the art of effective communication, isn't it? It is. It is. I, I simply like to use the word bold because it really catches people. It, it really engages them to listen like, oh, they're going to say something important. Well, yes, because every word we say to each other is important. It has importance. And when we're mindful well, about just, all of those words, it's it's always boldly said. Yeah. Well, and being mindful in a networking event, I always laugh because it's like being back in grade school and, and you always have the class clown. You always have the one that has to dominate the conversation and you always mm-hmm. find out the attention seeker. So I just find it very intriguing and I can laugh at it now being middle-aged of we never really lose that that playground mentality of that social group because you can always pick out who needs the love? Who needs the attention? Who's not mm-hmm. listening? Um, I just find it intriguing every decade as, as I get older. So well, I just want to commend you on the work that you're doing. I, I love the excitement and energy that you've brought to the Change Book, powerful global community that we are. And I just really am intrigued with the uh, workshops that you're creating with your colleague, and and I wish you all the best for those. And again, kudos for you for reaching out and spending time with Jim Lutz. And and I know you're probably going to take some of those great strategies, especially along the realms of marketing, and put them into place. So 
Thank you for spending 30 minutes with me today, and it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and all the best for 2016. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you, Deb. It's been an honor, and I'm truly, I'm truly appreciative and grateful for your time and, and, and allowing me this time with you. It's been a, oh, it's an been amazing my conversation. And, and keep up the bold conversations, okay? I will. All right. All right. You take care. So I want to thank uh, Patricia for coming on the show today. Uh, It's just a pleasure having different co-authors. And and now when I think of her, I'm going to think of effective communication and just a real transformational coach that honors and loves and executes bold conversation. That is now my association to you, Patricia Renblade. So thank you so much. So before I move into my next uh, interview, I just want to share, each week I love to talk about the collaboration and what the Change Book Group community has done for me, and everyone knows my love of of being in the center hub of this amazing group of professionals all over the globe, and I want to give a shout out to Kay Sanders. For those of you who may not know her, she's another one of my book five buddies that I like to call on. And Kay is creating an amazing initiative called Leaders of Mastery. The website is leadersofmastery.com, and she's putting together a real eclectic, diversified, talented group of co-authors as well as other professionals who have experts in their own field. So her email is k at ksanders.com. So I just want to give a shout out to her. She is looking for more experts from the Change Book series to join her. So I encourage you to reach out to her on Facebook and connect if you haven't done so already. So I'm really excited to move into our, our second interview today. And I just want to make sure I've got the amazing Anita on the line. Are you with us, Anita? Hi, Deb. I am here. Wonderful to hear your voice. I've been anticipating and welcoming this interview because we've become friends. So let me let me give the listeners uh, a little bit about you. Anita has an amazing uh, website, and it's anitabrooks.com. And one of her taglines that I embrace and love so much is, It's never too late for a fresh start with fresh faith. And Anita just has a beautiful story that we are going to talk about over the course of the next 30 minutes. And her and I are also going to engage and embark in something that we will also talk about. But Anita is a published author. Uh, She, to me, is a master teacher I know that she has been happily married to her husband for over 30 years, and I know one of their pastimes is romantically watching sunsets together. They love to laugh together. They love to dip their toes in the water. But Anita's heart and passion is inspiring others to take life's battles and transform them into victory. And and I just love that. I find that she is truly taking the women of the 21st century as well as men as well and she's she's helping them have a fresh start through faith and she's taking all that she's learned through her own 
life experiences, interviews, and research. And, and she's able to do that in such an energetic approach. And she's able to help you overcome adversity, work with integrity, have healthy relationships. And I just find her truly, truly inspiring. And not only is she a co-author from book four, but she is my friend. And I feel like I know her so well. So welcome, my friend, to the Change Book Radio Show. It is my honor to be with you, my friend. Thank you for having me. Now, we do we have a little bit of static on the line, so I'm hoping we've had a little bit of technical problems on the line today, and I'm thinking it might be from Mother Nature's love of winter, but we'll see how we go here. <laughs> so I want you to tell us and the listeners, what is your area of passion in business? Like, what are you up to this year, and, and what are those big, scary goals that you've got you've got planned? I love big, scary goals. You know that, Deb. <laughs> uh, the big, scary goals that I have, uh, you know, I already board members of multi-million dollar companies, but my big, scary goal this year is to expand my reach more globally so that I can influence the influencers. What I find is the people that I work with um, are at the top, and so many times, unfortunately, they're not as connected to those people who are on the front line. And so I want to make it a big, scary goal to reach more of those folks so that the front line is actually mirroring what they want from the top. Well, that that sounds scary but achievable I'm thinking for you. I'm just I just wanted to ask Anita if you if you're on a headset I'm thinking maybe to take it off cuz we've got some static on the line today and it's not liking any kind of auxiliary peripherals people are using to speak into. Is that possible for you? Well, I'm I'm actually not speaking into a, a headset. You're not on a headset. So we might we might just have no. a, a crackly line. Well, let's see if we can get through this and hear all of your amazing answers. Now, when you got the call from Jim and Jim to join our powerful global community, tell us what made you decide to join the community and what has excited you about being part of this community? Oh, my gosh. Well, one, I was just excited to get the phone call from Jim and Jim. Um, You know, what an opportunity and an honor to collaborate with people who are out there making a difference and who have that like-mindedness that, you know, they want to not only fulfill their own purpose, but assist others in doing what they're meant to, to do with their lives and be who they're meant to be. The greatest thing that I've received from it, however, are the connections that I have gotten with my co-authors, such as yourself, and then just having that expansion of being able to reach more folks and being able to inspire and motivate them and and show them that you too can get out there and you can do the things that you really want to do, those big scary goals are achievable if you'll just take that first step and get active. Well, and that first step of initiation is so hard for so many people. They, they've got the dream, they've crafted the vision, they've got the clarity, they've got the why. 
why do you think they have such a hard time in the work that you've done and the faith that you kind of envelope with what you do? Why do you think they just can't take that step? You know, it's one thing to think about something, to dream about it, to even talk about it. But to act on it, that's a whole different level. And I think what I find with most people is it's derived in fear, the thing that holds them back. But it's not always the fear of failure, as we would assume, although that is the case for some people. But for some folks, the fear of success is equally as daunting for them. And I find that probably it's about a 50-50 split between people who don't realize that they're holding themselves back because they are allowing fear to hold them captive, but yet that's exactly what the case is. They're afraid that their life's going to change, that people are not going to be as accepting of them. Uh, you know, and, and it's not that they don't want change, but they're afraid of what that change might look like on them. And sometimes people are afraid of themselves. You know, who will I become if I become successful? Will I become that person that no one wants to be around? How will other people treat me? Will they treat me differently? And those are kind of those subconscious messages that will play in our minds. But if we're not careful, we will begin to listen to those messages and believe them versus believing in the possibility and the potential that we have. Well said, my friend. Well said. Now, I'm intrigued by a lot of the writing that you've done and I know that you are a coach and an international speaker and an award-winning author. I would love for you to share with the listeners uh, about your book, Getting Through What You Can't Get Over. And my question is, where did the idea and the content come from this book? And secondly, what was your mindset when you were writing it? <laughs> That's a, Those are great questions, Deb. The book was born from my own experiences. Uh, frankly, I went through a period of my life uh, that it felt just like a tsunami of not just problems, but I'm talking about major crises and, and adversities were just rolling over me. I could barely get my feet underneath me before the next wave just knocked me back down again. And when you're in that place, it feels as if you're never going to be able to survive, or if you do, that life is always going to be dark and dank, and, and you're never going to get out of this pit. But what I discovered, which was a surprise to me for a long time, was how purpose equally can be born of pain. And so what has happened for me is the very things that caused so much hurt in my life and woundedness and confusion and chaos and threatened to, to hold me under have been the very things that have taught me how to get back up and to walk on top of those waves. And so it's created a whole um, world of, of coaching potential because I don't care if you are the top of a multi-billion dollar agency, you have problems, relationship problems. You know, maybe at home, maybe everything is good, you know, at work during the day, but you dread going home at night. Maybe there's issues with your children and you're worried and you're concerned about them. Maybe there are 
breaches in your organization and you don't know how to fill those gaps. But what I have found is when you have walked the walk, then you're qualified to talk the talk. Because our messy lives actually qualify us as message bearers. And so that's what's happened in my life is it's evolved from the things that I've learned and I'm now able to pass those on and share those with other people. And for me, the blessing came that not only am I speaking from a stage, but now I get to to speak from a page. And so I wrote Getting Through It You Can't Get Over because I ended up with so many people that were coming into my life either through business coaching opportunities or just people referring them to me um, or maybe they heard me spoke or speak and so they you know referred me to another place but however that happened there's just been a steady stream of people who have come and they're just hungry for hope and inspiration and motivation and because of what I've been through that is the foundation from which I can speak because I can be real and raw and relevant and people know that it's just not stuff and fluff because there's too much of that out there in the world. And so I have something real and viable to give them. So that's where getting through what you can't get over was born and, and frankly, that's what led me to the change book. Well, you've said many, many great nuggets of information there and I think you you join me in the arena of being the queen of getting back up. I think it's something that we not only teach ourselves, but we become self-conditioned and we model that behavior for others to follow. I I love what you said about having purpose from your pain. I believe that we're all on this different journey as you talk about walking on the waves and what happens to us happens to us. It doesn't define who we are. And I know you and I have had great conversations, especially around disability. People can have a brain injury. That isn't who they are. It's what happened to them. And I think society gets easily led to attach labels. And again, we don't we don't have to accept those. So I, I'm really, really um, in awe of the work that you've done. I love how you say... If it's happened to us, we certainly are the person to speak about that. And and I've had great conversations with other co-authors around academics, and and not all of us, and I'm one of them, was given an opportunity to to finish my my university degree. So when I'm asked about my schooling, I I say I have a master's in, in life and a Ph.D. in managing it. And it often gets a few laughs, but it's very synonymous to what you just said. Uh, we we become building blocks and, and masters of our craft. And I think through your writing and coaching and, and what you're doing to help other people, I think your success has come on those waves of, uh, that you're walking and being able to get back up. So I can see that being very inspiring because you're not getting up and talking about a fictional character. You're talking about your life and living abundantly now. And I just, I see how you've done so well with that. So kudos to you, my friend. Well, thank you very much. It it is, you know, I I just finished with uh, a couple that I'm doing some marriage coaching with and I can't adequately express the gratitude that you have when you catch yourself in the middle of a session and you're sharing some of these, you know, nuggets and some of these 
practical things that have helped you get through some really tough times. And all of a sudden it dawns on you, oh my goodness, if I hadn't been through that, I couldn't be sitting here. And what an amazing honor it is to be able to speak hope and life into someone else's life. Only not because you read it in a book, not because, and I'm not taking anything away from anyone else's education, but not based on a degree, but based on life experience. It works. You know it works because you've tried it and it worked. Well, and that's a great example because I I was the last of my circle of friends to get married and getting married at 27 you know, back in the early 90s, I was I was like the old maid out of my social circle. And what's interesting to me is all of my friends married those gentlemen that went on to do university, seek business, and I married the auto mechanic. I, I was the white-collar girl who married the blue-collar guy, and I'm the only one left married. And the reason I say that is I love the cliche opposites attract because we are very opposite. But when we celebrate our anniversary every year, Anita, we usually go out on our boat in the middle of the lake and we cheers each other and and we call each other record breakers because much like the coaching you do with your your marriage uh, coaching clients, it's about walking the waves and it's about getting back up and it's about growing as a couple, but also growing individually. And I always love the comparison that clergy gives to bank accounts. You know, marriage is like a bank account. You can't just keep withdrawing every day from your partner if you're not depositing back. So it's just interesting how we can apply these different analogies to different coaching, to different aspects, whether it's individual coaching, group coaching, marriage counseling. There's always a common ailment of of getting back up regardless of what happened. And, And like you said, finding the purpose that came through that pain. So I'm just, I'm very intrigued with all the different levels of coaching that you do and and you're one of those people that have one of those voices Anita that I could sit and listen to like all day long well thank you Deb (laughs) all day long you know some people just have those voices and you're just like sitting there going keep going keep going (laughs) so I want to ask you um, we are now on book 11 if you can believe it you're in book 4 I'm in book 5 I mean we are just continuing to grow every month and have new countries come on board. Tell us what, what's exciting to you about that, and, and you, you want to have more of an international presence. So what marketing tools are you utilizing? Or much like I just chatted with Patricia, she just spent two hours with Jim Britt last week. What are you doing? To, what strategies are you doing to hone into the group? And, and have you chatted with Jim and Jim? Um, I have chatted with Jim and Jim. As you know, Deb, uh, I am going through uh, another one of those seasons where the the tsunami of adversity is rolling over again. However, what I've learned from the past is, you know, you, you take a deep breath and you dog paddle through the moment, but you keep your sights on the destination. You know that you're going to get back up on those waves and you continue to do small things along the way to prepare for that walk. So that's where I'm at at this time. But some of the things that I am specifically doing, you know, I 
lay out my strategies. I'm a big believer in writing goals down, and I know many of uh, my co-authors share in the knowledge of that. There, there's a, almost a mystical power about putting things in black and white that tells our subconscious, okay, now you need to act on it. Now you need to do something with this. It's not enough to think about it. And putting a date stamp on it. So I have some date stamp things. Um, and one of the things that I have to say, too, is such a simple philosophy, but learning from the gyms the power of choosing your time wisely. And so that means turning the television off. You know, even though you don't feel like doing something, do something progressive anyway. And really practicing that out because it does get easier over time as you go through that. And then the other thing I've learned from them is the power of reaching out. So many times we have that desire to be connected to someone else, but we hold ourselves back. And what I have gained confidence in from the gyms is to pick up the phone and make that that call. Send that message to someone Send them an encouragement or an inspiring message. Sometimes we think that just because someone appears highly successful, that they don't need encouragement. They don't need support. They've already got all those people around them. Well, sometimes we forget it is kind of lonely at the top. Sometimes we forget that a lot of folks are coming to them to receive something, and so maybe they need their cup refilled, and maybe we can be the person to refill them. And I'm finding that it's just so true that, you know, Zig Ziglar, I believe, is the one who said that if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get what you want. And I find that has been so true of my own life. As long as my motives are pure and I'm not doing it trying to manipulate or not trying to gain anything from someone else, but I just truly give out of that kind of a heart, the rewards that I get back, the benefits exponentially magnified far beyond any investment of time, energy, or financial resources that I put into it. So those are some things that I've gotten. And, of course, you know, Deb, I'm really excited about some things that you and I have in the hopper, too. Well, you just you can just go right ahead and talk about that because it's your interview. So I was going to let you do the honors. So you just go right ahead. Well, I am so excited that we are going to host Soul Women on the Go October 22nd, 2016 here in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm a Missouri native, um, and so I'm so honored that you're going to join me, and we're going to have some other amazing people that are going to be with us. Um, And so you and I are kind of behind the scenes weaving it all together as we speak. Absolutely, and it just, you know, it further just concretes the message and the vision of the book series. It's not about 3,000 words creating a chapter, being in a volume. It's, it's, it's taking off the rose-colored glasses, if you will, and allowing us as professionals to not be myopic because what our paths have crossed otherwise There's many people throughout the change, and I've talked to almost all of the co-authors. We wouldn't have, our our paths would not have have crossed if we didn't have the commonality between the gyms. And I'm grateful for that because I've just met so many amazing co-authors, and many of them I now call my friends, which is very, very cool. 
And I think you probably feel the same. I absolutely do. And, and, you know, and even as you were speaking there, Deb, I was just thinking about, you know, not only have we received these amazing personal connections that never would have happened otherwise if we hadn't been a part of this community, but also our voices are magnified and they are expanding their reach. And so it's like, you know, we talk about a, a pebble being tossed in a pond and the ripple effect, but this is like a boulder tossed into the ocean and it creating a positive tsunami where the the wave reaction is just washing over people and transforming their lives and we get to be a part of that. I mean, how amazing is that, that we get to be part of this kind of change? The change book is changing the world. Well, we are officially deemed the number one fastest growing personal development book series in the world and that didn't come overnight it was a crafted vision it's you know we're now at we're now at volume 11 and and it's all happening happening as it should in time and energy and it's just it's slowly building and the momentum is is it's just beautiful i know with the radio show anita uh we start at the end of september We've had many people visit uh, Blog Talk Radio. We have a lot of live listens every week. We have a lot of people listen to it afterwards. That's the beauty of the technology. And I'm excited for the acceptance at iTunes, which should be coming in any time. And again, it's just going to catapult us to another level of exposure. And I just think that we are helping a lot of people with these chapters and, and the diversity that each of us brings to the community as a whole. Now, there's a section of your your book, um, of your chapter that I want to read, because I think it's... Uh, I just think it's very powerful. So I'd like to read a little bit from your chapter to the listeners. So uh, this is Anita Eggers-Brook, and she is in Volume 4 of the Change Book series. And the title of her chapter is The Power of a Name Change. And I'd like to read from, it's near the end of her chapter, and it's very, very powerful. So here we go. Life may come at you like a tsunami, You may feel battered by debris and fear the suction of undertow. How you define yourself in the midst of the storm can determine where you land when waves calm. Remember, it doesn't seem like it when a wall of water reaches its full height, but water recedes as fast as it rises. Reframe your triumphant. Tough times hit us all. When you see the swell of adversity approaching, when you feel powerless, Arm yourself with a name change. These are the motivators with the power to heal, to help you ride any wave. Don't cower, stand. You were made for more. Call yourself transformed. You are courageous. You are worthy. You are talented. You are teachable. You are empowered. You are targeted. You are a doer. You are grateful and you are triumphant. What a nice way and a bold way, as Patricia Runblade would say, to end your chapter. And you're choosing, like Joel Olstein says, to have that victor mentality and not the victim. And I love it because I know you've had some trials and tribulations this week, and I've never heard you complain. 
I've never seen you in a bad mood. I've never heard negativity. And I think that you model a behavior that a lot of people look and think, how does she do that? Or where does she get that strength from? So where do you think you pull that strength from? Is it from your upbringing? I know it's your life experiences, but there's always there's always more that we can add to that equational mix of emotion. So share with us, were you always the queen of getting back up, or is it something that you've honed to a masterful craft? Well, the the queen of getting back up uh, actually has a king behind her. The The force that keeps me going and keeps me encouraged and full of hope and faith is my relationship with God. Um, you know, for me, that is something that I ran away from for a very long time, but I have learned that he is in me, he is for me, and he will propel me further than any place that I could ever imagine going on my own. So that is my true secret. And he is the one who, in reality, calls me courageous. He calls me worthy. He calls me talented. He calls me teachable, empowered, targeted. He makes me a doer, and he makes me grateful. And because of him, I am triumphant. Well, I don't I don't even have an answer to that. That was just a beautiful ending to a, a beautiful interview. So I look forward to us talking soon about our Soul Women on the Go coming to Missouri. I've been to Missouri and I, I quite like it. And I'm excited for what we're gonna co create with some of the other co authors. So we'll leave the listeners uh We'll leave them a little bit curious of what we're going to be bringing to the table, and and we'll advise them as we as we get closer to the date. I just wish you nothing but the best. I I think that the work that you're doing is phenomenal. I know you're helping a lot of people. I I want to tell you as a co-author of the change and a friend that I admire your strength. I admire your tenacity and. I just wish you nothing but the best for 2016, and I think it's going to be a powerful year for both of us. Thank you so much, my friend. As you know, I I choose a a one word every year, and this year my word is rise, and I am rising above the waves, and I will overcome. And I thank you so much for being with me on that journey. Well, it's my pleasure, and, and my dad used to say to me, the cream always rises to the top, so there you go. There you go. (laughs) So you have a blessed day, my friend, and thank you for calling in, and we will talk soon. And uh, I've had a real joy having you on the the Changebook Radio Show today. Thank you so much, Deb. Blessings to you. Take care. So just another hour of power. I just, how else can I say it to you? Two dynamic women from the Changebook series, our wonderful, powerful global community, Patricia Runblade from Book 9 and Anita Eggersbrook from Book 4. I just want to thank you for taking an hour out of your day and, and spending with me again on the Changebook Radio Show. And it's just a joy to come to you every week. So I have to tell you that next week I am on vacation implementing my work-life balance. And I've got a dynamic duo taking over to co-host for me next week. And it's two of my book five buddies, Rich Perry and Lawrence Pipkin. 
So I hope that you will all tune in next week, February the 24th, and we've got Mikkel Radden from Book 9, and we've got Kim Malama Lucien from Book 10. So two recent authors, one from California and one from Hawaii, and I will look forward to returning from vacation to hear the wonderful job that I know my co-hosts will do. So I will leave you with a message to to take from the call today in, in that we all want success and happiness and abundance in our life, but life is going to get in the way. And, and you heard that today through my interview with Patricia and also with Anita. And the best thing to do is just change your name, like Anita said. Be transformed. Tomorrow's a new day. And you will not find a successful entrepreneur that has not had difficulty at some point in building their business. So again, thank you for spending your Wednesday afternoon with me. This is Deb Crow, your work-life balance specialist for the Change Book Radio Show. We'll see you in two weeks when I'm back from vacation and enjoy next week's episode with Rich Perry and Lawrence Pipkin. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.